Today begins the final week of the month, as well as the last four days of 2022's first quarter. There are so many ways to order time and to order our affairs as human beings as we move through a world that may or may not make sense, depending on how you count. I'm Sean Tubbs, and I provide information on a regular basis in each installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement to describe a few of the things that have happened so far. On today's program, the area's transportation decision-making body wants a future pedestrian bridge to connect Pantops with the Broadway Blueprint. The University of Virginia's School of Architecture hires its first associate dean for justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. University of Virginia will no longer require masks in classrooms after today and an update on the COVID-19 pandemic. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, algorithms know how to put songs and artists together based on genre or beats per minute, but only people can make connections that engage your mind and warm your heart. The music on WTJU 91.1 FM is chosen by dozens and dozens of volunteer hosts, music lovers like you who live right here in the Charlottesville area. Listener donations keep WTJU alive and thriving. And in this era of algorithm-driven everything, go against the grain. Support Freeform Community Radio on WTJU and get ready for the station's 65th anniversary. That's this Friday, April 1st. Consider a donation at WTJU.net slash donate. Today marks the end of the mask requirements in classrooms at the University of Virginia, but people are still asked to carry one in case they are asked to by someone else. Here's a section from the March 25th email that went out to the community. As we navigate the shift to most settings being mask optional, we are encouraging everyone to treat each other with respect and common courtesy. That's from the note from Provost Ian Balcom and Chief Operating Officer J.J. Davis. The Centers for Disease Control now regard the COVID-19 community level to be low for Albemarle County and Charlottesville. This morning, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 1,340 new cases, and the seven-day average for percent positivity is now at 3.3%. There is a subvariant of the Omicron virus that is leading to new surges across the world, including Hong Kong. That's a place where Dr. Kosti Safri of the UVA Health System said has not yet experienced much community spread because of an early zero-tolerance policy. It is causing significant stress to their health system. Um, um, there is this uh, view that Omicron is less virulent than, than other COVID variants. However, Dr. Sifri said that Hong Kong also has low vaccination rates, providing a population base through which the Omicron subvariant can spread. Um, here in the United States, we're seeing an increased amount of, of um, BA2, the, that sort of, sort of sister subvariant of, of the original Omicron strain. It's growing in proportion um, nationwide. Um, in our region, it's about 30 to 35 percent or so of, of all isolates. Dr. Sifri said this subvariant is not as virulent, but does appear to be more transmissible and that it will become the dominant strain in a matter of weeks. Dr. Sifri said a local spike could happen as mask requirements are dropped and as more social gatherings are held. 
I don't think that's guaranteed. Um, so, so I think there is also a possibility that we could um, just reach a, um, a plateau, at least for the, the near term. And of course, um, things uh, may change if there's a new variant that emerges somewhere in the world that, um, that, that um, is able to essentially escape the protection that BA2 and vaccinations have, have provided. As of today, 72.7% of Virginians are fully vaccinated, but only 2.9 million booster doses have been administered. There's still no word yet on whether an additional dose will be needed for the general population or just for those who are at higher risk of developing a virulent infection. There are 76 new cases in the Blue Ridge Health District today. On March 16th, the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors voted to end the local COVID emergency, paving the way for in-person meetings beginning next Wednesday with the Albemarle Board of Supervisors. The School of Architecture at the University of Virginia has hired its first-ever Associate Dean for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. C.L. Bohannon will take the position in late July as he joins the faculty as an associate professor in the Landscape Architecture Department. Bohannon is currently the interim director of the School of Architecture and Design at Virginia Tech, as well as founder and director of the Community Engagement Lab. In a statement, Bohannon said he is enthusiastic to collaborate with faculty, staffs, and communities across the Commonwealth as we contend with longstanding socio-environmental inequalities. He said that there are necessary and critical and creative tools that can redress harms that have come from design and planning. The Community Engagement Lab will come with Bohannon to UVA. listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, the Morvan Summer Institute at Morvan Farm wants you to know about a seminar coming up on March 29th. How are UVA students, faculty, and community partners collaborating to tell the stories of Morvan? Researcher Scott French has spent over 10 years studying Morvan's history and will provide glimpses into a course he will be teaching this summer recovering the stories of Morvan's enslaved and descended communities. The March 29th event is a chance for the public to get a preview of the four-week course. If you're interested in attending, visit morvan.virginia.edu to fill out an interest form. Only one more segment today. If a bridge to cross the Rivanna River between Albemarle County and the Woolen Mills is ever built, the western end will be connected to East Market Street rather than Riverview Park. Here's Albemarle Supervisor Ned Galloway, the chair of the Metropolitan Planning Organization's Policy Board. It seems to me that the connection at the East Market Street provides an additional um, value or return on the investment in that it's connecting two activity centers from Pantops over to what's being planned in that Broadway corridor. Transportation staff at the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission are working on an application for smart-scale funding from the Virginia Department of Transportation for this project, which would have an eastern landing just to the west of the former State Farm Regional Headquarters. 
The MPO Policy Board voted 4-1 to one on March 24th to choose an alignment that would land at East Market Street. They also discussed whether the bridge should be cable-stayed or should be built on a truss bridge. A cable-stayed bridge would require more maintenance, and there are questions about who would be responsible for the cost. Here is Sean Nelson, the district engineer for BDOT's Culpeper District, and one of five votes on the MPO Policy Board. When we're looking at new projects, we generally don't try to promote or um, support projects that would provide an increased cost for maintenance when it's not really necessary. Nelson said if the cable-stayed bridge was selected, the localities would be asked to cover the additional maintenance. Albemarle Supervisor Ann Malik wanted to know if that might affect the project's smart scale score. Getting something approved is my highest priority, and I want to make sure that we are thinking about that. Rather than asking for the beautiful blue crystal slipper, are we then not getting something at all that we could, if we applied for the work boot, we would get it. The group opted to proceed with a truss bridge. No matter the bridge, the East Market Broadway Bridge would have two spans connected with a pier halfway in the middle. City Councilor Brian Pinkston was the lone vote in favor of the Chesapeake option. You know, to me, if the least expensive, more likely to occur option is to have it at uh, the park on the northern side. A majority of people on a stakeholder committee favored the Chesapeake Street option, as did the MPO Technical Committee. More information needs to be gathered as part of a necessary environmental review, and that will be gathered as the application is finalized. This includes impacts on historic sites, as well as the impact on the floodway. Nelson said one of the sites would provide more room for flexibility if the design needed to be amended to take into account potential impacts. At the Woolen Mills location, there is more opportunities to mitigate at that location than it is at the other locations. Supervisor Malik said she supported the Woolen Mills option because of the county's planning work on what's known as the Broadway Blueprint that refers to the 46 acres or so that is within Albemarle County despite being only accessible through Charlottesville. There are things in the Broadway corridor which the county has been planning and working on for several years including more sidewalk connections and improvement of the connector road which would also benefit users of the bridge. After Mayor Lloyd Snook offered his opinion, one member of the public who was on the call expressed their opinion. So I would I would vote for the southernmost route, the route that goes down to, to East Market. Unbelievable. This is perhaps one of the last awkward moments of the Zoom era of public meetings, as noted by Supervisor Galloway. Well, I don't know who's foot that, but uh, this is a public meeting and we need to keep the mics muted unless you're called on. Before the vote, nearby resident Jenny Mikulski said she would have supported either option, but wanted the MPO to take Albemarle's economic development planning efforts into account. I just wanted to voice my enthusiasm for um, considering this project in tandem with the Broadway Economic Development Plan. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors recently received information about the Broadway blueprint, and the Economic Development Authority had a conversation about that earlier this month. Mikulski said the bridge would transform the way she thinks about where she lives. 
for example, only be a 1.5 mile walk to my house, to the, from my house to the Kluge Room Museum. Currently, that would be a three mile walk. Preliminary smart scale applications are due by the end of the month. A final application is due on August 1st. The rankings will be released in late January. And that's it for this March 28th edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, catching up on some things that happened last week. A lot of this week will be exactly that. There's a lot of stories I want to go back and make sure I get into this particular record. Charlottesville Community Engagement is now up to episode 355, which is kind of crazy. I do want to thank everybody who has supported this program. I think I now can say that we are at 400 people at least who are contributing uh, some contribution, and uh, which I'm really glad for because it helps me continue to think about how I'm going to continue to do this well into the future as we come up to 710. Uh, that sounds a long way away, but it's going to be here before you know it. As I said, this is how I try to count things, and hopefully you are along for the ride. If you would like to support the program, the best thing you can do is to subscribe through Substack, and the company Ting will match that obligation. If you would like to help support Town Crier Productions and all of the other things that are in the works at the moment, uh, you can also subscribe through Patreon. Contact me if you have any questions. That's probably the best thing to do. And I can explain to you uh, in full what I'm trying to do and how I'm hoping to have your support as I try to get as much information out to the public as possible in this community of ours. Thanks again for listening. I'm Sean Tubbs. I'll be back in the near future. There might not be as many episodes this week. As I said, I'm going to take a little time and see what happens. I will be on the Courtney Stewart show, Charlottesville Right Now, on WINA uh, this afternoon. If you get this, if you don't get it in time, you can listen to the archive. Find out more of the things I have to say about this community. I'm Sean Tubbs, as I said, the host of this program, and I'll leave you with these two words. Stay informed. Goodbye. Goodbye.